Hello everybody and welcome to All Blaze No Glory, the podcast. Something slightly different this week again, as um, I talk to Lindsay McEwen and Gavin Hogarth from Scottish Obstacle Course Racing, and they tell me all about um, the different aspects of that, including competitive side of it and the sort of more recreational side of it. Um, and it was just great to talk to them, two very fun people, and I may have got roped into something. And before I get to that, I just want to confirm, I did do my cold water dip. I hope you saw on the socials um, some of the photos, or if you're of a weak stomach, um, I hope you didn't see the photos that were there um, of me uh, flopping around on the beach, I guess. Um, But uh, that was truly excellent. I thank everyone at Edinburgh uh, Blue Balls for being so welcoming. I am going back um, again. I'm not going to make another date for it because I'm now something I'm just going to enjoy. So uh, thanks so much to them. But anyway, let's get to what um, this pod's about, um, Scottish Obstacle Course Racing. So um, I'd like to welcome uh, Lindsay McEwen and uh, Gavin Hogarth um, from Scottish Obstacle Course, is it running? I'm, I'm not sure, uh, organisation to the podcast. Now, you can correct me because I'm sure I just butchered the actual name of the, 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 the organisation. So um, did I get that right, Gavin? Um, almost obstacle course racing is what the, the R stands for racing. So <laughs> stands for racing. Fair close enough. enough. Close enough. Okay, so um, just uh, how did how did you get involved uh, with this, Lindsay? What what made you interested in, in obstacle course racing? Uh, so my journey probably started in about two. I think I did my first tough mother in twenty fifteen. Um, and I did that by myself. Um, this was before I met Gavin and the team. Um, and I, f- I think I finished that race with about 30 people. Um, and that, to me, kind of cemented what obstacle course racing is all about. It's about kind of community spirit and helping each other out and getting each other over the finish line. Um, and then I moved house. So I lived in Paisley for a while and I moved back down to my hometown in Kilmarnock and, um, and found Gavin... Um, kind of just before we all started the kind of obstacle course racing stuff so um, kind of more in the fit body farm stuff um, and then grew from there so Gavin started doing the OCR stuff more seriously and um, just we, we just kind of went from there so um, we've done events up and down the country and um, I've, I'm, I've been plagued with injuries probably for the last like four or five years so I haven't given it justice or done it properly for a while but um, yeah so I started probably back in 2015 and I've done it ever since and it's definitely the the kind of team spirit and the community and the, the kind of helping each other out that's kept me interested in OCR. And it's just, it's probably the most fun you can have as an adult, I would say. You get you get the chance to kind of let loose, get dirty, get muddy, you know, just have a proper laugh, running through streams, sliding down slides. You don't get the opportunity to do that when you're an adult. Everything's dead serious. So yeah, OCR gives you the opportunity to kind of unleash your inner child a little bit, I think, as well. Yeah. Cool, cool. And... Um, Gavin, I was given a bit of blurb about you. Uh, I understand that you're some kind of champion in the in the <laughs> OCR. Uh, I would Well, I've I I'm probably so Lindsay is like the un, I'd say Lindsay's like an unsung hero um, of OCR, the community. Um, Lindsay is like probably the num- one of the one of the top volunteers in the UK for the amount of effort she puts in and trying to grow the sport and volunteer and marshal and everything and um, as well as she, tra- she obviously takes part but um, we, we all want to see Lindsay on the start line it's just like she said <laughs> she's maybe some injuries and stuff but 
Um, yeah, from my perspective, I, I guess like OCR, if I had to kind of split it, it's, it's probably about 90% people doing it for fun um, and to complete the course. And then probably 10% is from the competitive point of view and wanting to win. Uh, and I, I, I veer more towards the, the 10%. Um, so, yeah, but I... When I take part in the races, I tend to enter the, the competitive wave, if you like. So quite often you go off in like bigger groups and the first wave is a competitive wave where you're obviously trying to do things as fast as you can and maybe win some silverware, maybe qualify for the European or World Championships. Um, so I've, I've been to, um, well, Lindsay has as well, to be fair, but I've been to the World Championships uh, three times, the European Championships a couple of times. Uh, and I guess my my highlight would be winning a bronze medal at the World Championships in 2019 um, in my age group and um, standing on the podium with my son, who was just about, I think he was just one at the time, uh, Hamish, um, Scotland flag around my back. Um, son, you know, it doesn't much better than that, sharing that moment. So, yeah, I guess I'm, I'm more from the competitive point of view. Cool, cool. And in terms of the, um, the the types of race you do, is there different sorts of disciplines? Um, I know that sounds maybe daft, but you mentioned Tough Mudder, which is quite a well-known one, but is there, is there all sorts of different types of obstacle course racing? Yeah, when, when people, when people like, we start, if I start talking to anybody about obstacle course racing, they kind of look a bit confused. <laughs> and then we always just, I think everybody says the same thing. It's like, you know, like um, Tough Mudder and Spartan races, um, because those are the two brands that people tend to know. So we just go with that. Um, but let, I don't know, let Lindsay, Lindsay will maybe tell you a bit more about how it's how it's all broken up, um, rather than me talking all the time. <laughs> yeah, no, it's cool. I mean, there is there's different disciplines. I mean, at the heart of it, it's, it's kind of the same, but you hear some people talk about kind of, old school OCR and that's that's what the British are good at is that kind of old school OCR so that tends to be the courses are a lot muddier there's a lot more water there's a lot more heavy carries um kind of less rig style technical obstacles that you'd maybe see on the kind of ninja side um so there's that kind of side of it and that's kind of what your tough mothers and stuff are like um and there's a few courses in um in the UK that are kind of more geared to that and then when you move over to the European side, they are much more kind of rig technical, you know, like monkey bars, um, having to go from ropes to the rings to all different sorts of attachments on rigs. Um, and it's much more technically minded, um, kind of much more geared towards those that are good at kind of ninja style obstacle courses. And the two are very, very, very closely linked. Um, in particular, you'll see like the British Obstacle Sports Federation and the Ninja Federation are trying to come together because the sports are so closely linked. Um, so that you get that kind of two styles where you get the old school just getting really muddy, um, really heavy carries, just real slog to get through the race. And then you have these more fast paced, um, really technical um, obstacles that really test your grip strength and your kind of arm strength and things like that. Um, and Gavin's done really well at both of them kind of from a European champs perspective. And then there's a really good course called Nuclear Races, which is where the World Champs was held. And that's got a real nice mix of both, that, that kind of real old school um, OCR and the kind of more technical rigs. It's got a nice, a nice flavour. It's a really popular race for people because they get the best of both worlds. 
Um, and then you kind of move on to like the real ninja style, which is like short 100 meter courses, um, really fast and furious. And that is just purely technical rigs and stuff like that. So there is different flavors for everyone that has their own style. Some people don't like the rigs, they're too technical. They like to just slog it out on a course. Other people don't like that and they don't like getting too muddy and they like to do the more technical. So there's, a, there's really something for everybody in the sport, which is what makes it so versatile and so inclusive because there really is something for everyone um, regardless of the race you do. So yeah, it's good. Yeah, and, and sorry to, to come to circle back on something there. You mentioned technical rigs. What, what do you mean by rigs? Because I mean, I like to think I've just got a terrible rig. But I don't <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so it can be anything from um, like monkey bars. So everyone's kind of knows what monkey bars are. Um, it can be kind of ring swing. So um, if anyone's watched kind of Ninja Warrior or that type of style, it's kind of gladiators. Gladiators. There's a kind of element remember, of that. Do you remember? Do you remember Hang Tough? Oh, Hang Tough. Yeah. yeah. I do. I do. Um, so yeah, so that that can be an obstacle. Um, or it can be right down to um, like really complicated obstacles. So Gavin will set us up really quite technical things at the farm where it will be you'll swing from a rope onto like a like a ball that you have to kind of claw your hands onto into a tire onto a bar. It can really be anything. And these are all attachments that you can put onto rigs. So you can really make it as versatile, as complicated and as easy as you want. So, um, yeah, that's some of the. The good things about the sport in terms of how it's grown because you never know um, year on year what you're going into because the race director might change something completely different and you think you've nailed it and then you know typical Scottish weather or typical UK weather kicks in and it's a completely different race because it's raining you, you tested it in the dry so yeah it can really test your ability and kind of test your, your you as an athlete um, every time you race can be completely different. Cool cool and, and Gavin I think yeah you, you do a bit of coaching um what what sort of uh, sort of things do you do to get people ready to to have their first go at do, doing an obstacle course? Yes, so I'm we've got a facility called Bay Farm, um, just outside Kilmarnock, um, and yeah, we started doing obstacle course training there about it must be five six years ago now, and um, we've grown the. We've grown it here to the point we've got about 100 obstacles uh, dotted around the, the farm fields and, and whatnot. Um, and we train kids um, from as young as three years old, actually, um, right up to uh, adults, really. So on a Saturday morning, we can, we can sometimes have 100 people here on a Saturday morning across three different uh, groups uh, or three different times. And they're all... Um, in terms of the coaching side of things, like it's, I guess it's, it's whether people want to do something for fun or whether they want to do it in the, co the competitive front. Um, and like I say, the majority of people just want to have a lot of fun climbing over walls, uh, crawling, you know, underneath nets or climbing over cargo nets and, and whatnot. Um, and they just like the variety of it and being, like Lindsay said earlier, like being part of a community of, of people who just want to go and have fun and take on a challenge, really. Um, and it really is the, the most fun you'll probably ever have whilst exercising. Um, and anybody can do it. Um, but then if you if you do go over to the kind of more competitive front, <coughs> then the actual training that they would do would be a mix of uh, running. Uh, a big part of obstacle course racing is, is running, um, as well as the obstacles. You have to be able to do both, but... 
a big chunk of it is running. Um, <clears throat> and then we do some strength conditioning, just like most other sports, maybe a couple of times a week, you know, lifting the barbells and all that type of stuff. Uh, grip, grip strength training. So um, that, that, from a fun perspective, people who maybe like to do bouldering or rock climbing could quite, or gymnastics, they would quite enjoy doing obstacle course racing as well because they, they like you get to swing on stuff and it's quite it's the kind of more spectacular side of the sport um so yeah it's a kind of good mixture of running strength work and the kind of the grip side of things um and and yeah and then we, so we just have a pro we have a kind of team program at the farm so if people want to kind of train more specifically for an event and like spartan or like tough mudder um, then they can join our program and, and we'll train them um, for, for those events. And then we, we go away, you know, we, it's just like any other sport in terms of like you, you, you go to these events as a team and you travel together, you, you're in hotels together and, and stuff like that. And unfortunately, a lot, of the, a lot of the races, I say unfortunately, but <clears throat> the majority of the races in the UK are, are um, down in England. Um, but through Lindsay... And another a team of a team of others in the Scottish community, we are trying to kind of really grow things in Scotland, um, so that well we don't have to do as much travelling for one, um, but but so that there's so there's more races um, for kids as well because we we've got a fantastic group of kids, um, and some of them actually just went down and did the the, the first ever British OCR Junior Championships. But they had to go down to Milton Keynes for that. Um, so we want more races up in Scotland. Um, so we're actually sorry to harp on, but we're we're actually going to be launching a race next year um, at the Fit Body Farm. Um, so Lindsay is kind of helping out with that, um, and uh, it's called Tartan Warrior. Um, so we would like to invite you, Richard, to to take part in that. Yeah. Um, you can put on put on your put on your beer kilt. Um, and come come along, wear some tartan, come and get muddy with your pals. We'll give you a free ticket, and um, yeah, you get to meet a Highland cow. That, that's and there's we've got a Highland cow. We'll have a Highland cow on site as well. Hamish the Highland cow. Um, that's not an obstacle, is it? The Highland cow. No. <laughs> you don't have to climb over the Highland cow or anything, or ride the Highland cow. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's going to be a five a five k kind of course with about 35 obstacles around the fields and stuff and yeah you'll get a medal and a t-shirt and a cut maybe a caramel wafer or something a can of iron brew who knows um so yeah the majority yeah. Well, i've always said i wanted to do one of these things so uh they keep keep me posted that sounds that sounds good um uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, will, I, I will send you the details well um you're not getting out of this <laughs> Fair enough, fair enough. Um, just speaking about all the 35 different obstacles, now, I know in every sport that I've played or had a go at, um, there's always one thing that you're kind of like a little bit you dread. So, like, when I played rugby, if I had a back running at me, I was always wetting myself because they would sidestep me and I'd look like a moron and just tackle you. So, what is, for you guys, I'll go to you first, Lindsay, um, what is the obstacle you kind of just gives you that kind of, Eek factor. 
anything that's up high so I've got a massive fear of heights um so there's a few obstacles at the farm that I still have to tackle but the biggest one for me by far is the rope climb um so I get about three quarters of the way up and then I then I get stuck because the fear kicks in and um I remember being at a race uh, I think it was the one in Perth the Spartan race in Perth and the rope climb in itself isn't spectacularly high but in this particular field it looked like you were climbing up to the same level as the top of a house um and I got to the top it was fine I got there but then I had a panic attack at the top um burst out crying and then slid all the way back down the rope and then cried the whole way back to the, <laughs> the finish line through all the other obstacles so yeah the rope climb has a has a bit of an effect on me it's something I have to try and get over but um anything that's up high for me so that there's a cargo net at the farm that is just my nemesis I can't get over the top of it because it's just high up off the ground um so yeah when you've got all the kids staring at you and they can flip over it no bother and you're supposed to be coaching them over it yeah I need to get over myself and just get it done this year I think but yeah that's definitely anything high for me is always a problem <laughs> fair, fair enough and, uh, and what about you Gavin is there anything you you dread eh uh, not massively although I guess um, balancing obstacles um, you know balance beams and stuff like that are quite common and um, I'm generally okay with them but if anybody wants a laugh because I don't mind laughing at myself then uh, I actually was on Ninja Warrior um, a few years ago so if you go into YouTube and search for Gavin Hogarth, Ninja Warrior, you will see my run, which is horrendous, on Ninja Warrior, dressed as, dressed as Mr. Motivator. And it's a balancing obstacle. It's, if anybody knows what I'm talking about, if you've seen Ninja Warrior, there's these spinning red balls where you have to just run across them super fast, but they spin underneath your feet. Um, so effectively a balancing obstacle. And that's what, um, that's what did me. I, I end up in the water off of the spinning red ball so yeah I guess balancing obstacles aren't my um, aren't my first choice uh, based on my history of Ninja Warrior so yeah have a laugh on YouTube if you want <laughs> and um, obviously these types of things obstacle racing is, is different from athletics in the sense that it's so all round, but it's all in one race. Whereas, in, you know, you get the decathlon, you get the heptathlon in athletics, and you have to you do different things at different times. Is this the type of sport that you could see one day becoming a kind of Olympic sport because it it, it needs that all round athlete that's got stamina as well as the ability to do different things very very quickly? Um, I'll go to you first, Lindsay, um, on that. Yeah, I mean, the we've got a federation that's just started up. Um, probably a couple of years now the British Obstacles um, Sports Federation and and that is really their their goal is to see the sport become an Olympic sport um, we're certainly on the path with the, um, the is it the pentathlon event they're looking at potentially um, there's been a few test events where they're looking to replace the horse riding um, with a, an obstacle course event at the end of it um, it'll be a short kind of sharp kind of ninja style course so it'll be quite exciting for people to watch and um, hopefully you know provide a really good competitive um, end to that that event but that that is everyone's goal we want to you know when we are coaching the kids and coaching all these youngsters um, through the sport we, we we see them as the future of the sport it's not about us you know in our 40s running about a tough mother it's about these kids that want to grow and develop and we can absolutely see a vision where they are in 
the sport and running in the pentathlon and eventually people see how fabulous and amazing OCR is and it does become a sport in its own right in terms of being its own Olympic sport you know you look at things like the mountain biking and the BMXing and some of these events they're not standardized at the Olympics year on year the course changes it's slightly different so there's absolutely space for OCR to live in that for sure um, it doesn't have to be the same course every time you can chop and change it um, it's really just about making sure that you've got the rules are standardised and everyone knows what's expected of them, but you can still make that course a little bit different. So that's really what British Obstacle Sports is trying to drive. They want to see that happen. Um, and in order to do that, we need to grow as a federation, similarly to every other kind of sports federation that they have. It allows us to get funding, it allows us to grow the sport, um, grow the community and eventually become, you know, recognised as a proper a proper sport essentially because that's that's what we want and what everyone else wants so that works in the community so yeah that that's there's definitely a vision for that for sure cool and, and gavin slightly different question because you 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 were mentioned you got your bronze medal and stuff are the athletes that you've competed with are they comparable to olympic athletes already or is it still something that's grown in the sport um in terms of the people who are the best in I guess in the UK and the world, um, they're as fit as anybody, as any, as the top athletes in any other sport. I mean, these guys, the the number one guy, well, the guy who's won multiple world championships is actually a British guy called John Albin, and he's he's got a bit of a you know a really strong running background, and um, when he he crossed, he did a lot of obstacle course racing. And then he went, um, he, he focuses a little bit more on like mountain running now. And the mountain running series in the, in the, across Europe is really, really strong. Um, and these guys thought, who's this, who's this guy coming in from, you know, obstacle course racing? And he, be, and he beats them all. He's, he's be able, he'll be one of the best in the world at mountain running, but also happens to be a multiple world champion at obstacle course racing. So, no, the, stand, the standard is really high. Um, across the UK and the world and um, it's, it's only getting better the the great thing from a you know from a competitive point of view is the British also course sports and in, in, in UK OCR they kind of work together and they started a, a race series this year so um, I've travelled around uh, the UK and taking part in, in different races and, and accumulating points so there's like a like a kind of leaderboard if you like, um, and they'll be an overall series champion. Um, so there's actually the, the last race in the series is actually this weekend. Um, I'm not attending that one, but um, yeah, it's it's been a great a great addition to have like a race series and stuff like that. So yeah, and I think though the more that they do things like that, the more they're going to attract other um, people from different sports whether they come from a, a running background or a triathlon background or, or whatever it is like they'll see these um, these events that look like a lot of fun and they'll realize how competitive they are as well and um, if, if, if you want to go down the competitive route just just to emphasize 90 percent of people are doing this for fun and um, so yeah it's good yeah i, I mean that that uh, in terms of a sort of spectator sport um and I hope I don't come across as being uh, condescending here, but I think it's a sport without me seeing the type of stuff you've maybe done. I've not been to a Tough Mudder event or anything like that. That would be quite friendly for spectators because, let's be honest, I used to love Total Wipeout. 
Um, I've watched Ninja Warrior, those sorts of things, and I know they might seem like glorified sort of versions of it that some people might hate with what you do. But do you think it as a spectator sport that it's it's already something that could be quite marketable at, already because of, because of what's been on the TV? Yeah, for sure. I mean, most of the events are are. Then I mean, it depends. It depends on the weather's like, right? Because it's an outdoor sport most of the time. But um, if the weather's decent, then um, you, you tend to get people because it's it's based in a field most of the time or over a, a farm piece of farmland. Um, and they're generally the way the course is set out or the the race director set the course out. You get like a bunch of obstacles that are really fun to watch. Um, we'll be kind of bunched together. And you tend to find spectators will um, kind of merge on that particular obstacle to watch or a kind of set of obstacles. So it is, it is good fun for people to watch. And certainly when a lot of people go and watch an obstacle course, they, they, the, kind of, the kind of fear factor is gone for them after that. So they think, actually, I could give that a go or that's not quite as bad. They might, they might go with their family or someone they know might be taking part and then they realise that it's maybe not as scary as people make out. Um, and maybe I'll, I'll come and give it a go next time and then they come into the sport again as these fun runners and that and, and that's what's going to maintain obstacle course racing it's not necessarily the competitive development that's going to going to keep us going it's that 90 percent of those people that come in and do it year after year just for a laugh and a giggle with our friends that's what keeps OCR alive to allow us to then be competitive at the other side so yeah we definitely want those people who spectate on the sidelines to come and give it a go and see if they see if they can do it and and you know they absolutely will they'll, they'll, you know anybody like we said before it's such an inclusive and you know we want everyone to have give it a go and see what they see what they can do so yeah it's definitely you know spectator to come to um taking part um type of sport for sure brilliant right and um just in, in terms of uh i'll come to you for this guy in terms of the, the mentality of it is it I, obviously you, you do competitive but I think it is a type of sport where you can't take yourself too seriously because you fall off things when you first try them and get a bit muddy yeah. and end up in water and stuff is that is that yeah. correct you have to be prepared to fail and um, everybody fails obstacles um, and that's what drives you to get better as well um, you know people can get frustrated um, and not be able to do things at first um, but the, the buzz they get when they can do something, even as simple or sounds simple as climbing over a seven foot high wall um, <laughs> or um, climbing a rope um, or doing monkey bars, like people are actually celebrating doing high fives and stuff like that. So um, yeah, you've got to be prepared to fail. And some of the failures can be quite spectacular, you know, <laughs> I, mean, I, don't, I, I don't necessarily mean dan dangerously so, um, but you do go to events like, like Lindsay said, there there's one called um, called Nuclear um, down in England where the World Championships was held. We go there every year almost, and they've got a great water zone. If you like, they've got a, a death slide, um, which you just basically zoom down, and then there's a lip at the bottom, and it pings you up. And uh, there's camera, there's cameras everywhere, so they, they they take photographs of everybody doing the, the gun show or or whatever it is. Um, and then you splash into the water, and then there's a zip, there's a zip line on the other side um, to fly down as well. So there's some real fun stuff in there, um, and and yeah, you get some great um, great videos, great great photos, and yeah, you've got to just laugh at them sometimes as well. Cool, cool. So, um, 
just a, a bit more personal here. What has you been your best memory um, in doing obstacle course racing? I'll come to you first, Gavin. We'll, we'll finish off with Lindsay. I get. I mean, I've, I've kind of already said it in terms of like the winning the bronze medal at the World Championships um, from a from a competitive point of view for sure. Um, but then it's this was a bit cheesy. Then if we go over like to the kind of coaching side of it for me, like. I remember going, it was actually the same year, I think, and people like Lindsay, people like Vanda and Elaine, these other people in our team uh, doing that course and just seeing these guys complete it. Um, when it's like a world championship course, it was an absolute mud bath. It was so tough going, but um, yeah, just when they're celebrating across the finish line, um, it's, it's a bit of a buzz seeing other people achieve stuff that when you know them on a personal level and you know how hard they've worked or you know um, how difficult they've found a certain obstacle and they've, they've overcome that eventually and, like it's really rewarding to kind of see that so yeah what if it was a personal moment it would be definitely being a podium with my, my son in a bronze medal but seeing the team do well um, is, is really rewarding as well. And what, what about you, Lindsay? What's been your sort of highlight of uh, of obstacle course racing? Uh, almost exactly the same, but the opposite of what Gavin's just said. So for me, the highlight was was 2019, the, the World Champs um, course. I I have met my, my best friends, my tribe, through doing obstacle course racing. Um, and I get to coach with them every week. But <clears throat> the highlight for me was running that course with my best friend Elaine so we, we ran the whole thing together we just had an absolute laugh and a giggle we can't I probably can't describe to make it sound as muddy as it actually was I mean we were disgusting it was horrible the weather was atrocious um it was monsoon style weather um and we just you know there was no chance we were going to complete a lot of the obstacles that were just too slidey so we just had a laugh um, and it was probably one of the best best times of my life being out in OCR uh, you know, courses um, that I've ever had. But equally to Gavin's, to his exact point, is to see the team have worked so hard to get there and um, see them all across the finish line. But for us as a team to see Gavin achieve his goals, you know, that was what he wanted to do. And he went out and he absolutely smashed it. So to see him standing up there with Hamish with the flag, just, yeah, it was just amazing. So, um yeah, this exactly the same, but the opposite. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. And it, it, you can tell just by the way that both of you are speaking that it's obviously a, it's a good sport for people to meet people and, and, and get friends and stuff. So hopefully there's a few people that are listening that are maybe interested in, in joining or or maybe their, their kids might have some kind of interest in this sort of thing. Where can they, where's the best place for them to find out information? Me personally, I just basically searched on Facebook and found Scottish OCR. Um, but is there is there anywhere better that people should be looking at? Maybe I I don't know about. I guess if they if they want to kind of understand the sport as a whole in the UK, then look on the British Obstacle Course Sports <laughs> website. That's yeah, British Obstacle Course Sports uh, website. Um, and then if they are, they might as well plug ourselves as well. Like if they're if they're Scottish based, or even if they're not, to be fair, but we're we're based just about half an hour from Glasgow, just about not far from Kilmarnock. If they fancy coming, giving it a go themselves, um, 
then we do training sessions most Saturday mornings. Um, whether they're um, adults or kids, like I said, from the younger the age of uh, three upwards, really. Um, and they can find they can find us if they want to contact us. They can find Fit Body Farm on Facebook or on Instagram, um, and just contact us through there. Yeah, and on Scottish OCR as well. So um, that is that is basically the community for um, the Scottish OCR races and um, the people in the community. There's about 1,500 people on that page already and it, it just grows um, every day as people find us. Um, so that's run by a, a group of volunteers from all races or all race teams and all kind of all over the country. And the, the whole goal of that is to... Um, make sure that we're promoting the sport in Scotland and we're promoting the, the races that are going on and any training that's happening. And um, so, yeah, definitely join the um, the Scottish OCR page um, and you'll get most of the information you need from there. But, yeah, if, if anyone's interested, yeah, the British Obstacle Sports Federation would love to to have more members and more people get involved with the sport. So, yeah, check it out um, on their website as well. Cool. And um, just lastly, uh, is there anyone uh, you want to give a, a shout out to? That way you can bully them into listening. It helps me, uh, but it also, it also means that you'll get someone listening to you, to you as well. They'll listen to it, they'll listen to us anyway, because I'll send them messages. <laughs> <laughs> Good, I like, I like this. <laughs> But if there is anyone you want to give a shout out to, please. Uh, we'll, we'll see, see, just because of when this has been recorded, we'll give a wee special shout out to Karen McQuarrie, yep. um, who is one of our team. She's quite competitive like myself, and she's over in Greece right now. Um, and tomorrow, actually, as, as we're recording this, tomorrow is um, taking part in this uh, trifecta, the Spartan Trifecta World Championships. So that's, that's an OCR event. It's three races over three days, and it's a it's an accumulation of your results from those three races. So it's it's basically the world one of the kind of world championships for um, Spartan racing, which is effectively OCR. So shout out to Karen, Karen, go and smash it, um, bring home the gold. <laughs> no pressure. Well, <laughs> full disclosure, Karen. You might not hear this before you finished because <laughs> there's probably a few days. So you before, might, you better have one, yeah. It's the third of November as we record, so the, it's the best of intentions. Um, and good, good luck uh, in, in your race as well. Um, brilliant. Is anyone you want to give a, a specific shout out to, um, Lindsay? No, just all of the coaching team better listen. Um, uh, no, not really. Just any, anyone that's in the Scottish community or anyone that's not in, not in the Scottish community yet, um, yeah, I would recommend you listen. I'd recommend you get involved. Like I say, it's the best fun you can have um, as an adult from an exercise point of view and you won't regret it. And we do we do birthday parties too. So if any of your kids want, um, want a birthday party, an OCR birthday party, if you're sick of going to soft play, um, every week then get in touch with us um, we do birthday parties and they're brilliant so yeah, yeah. Chuck, your, chuck your kids out in the mud yeah yeah. get them back to nature yeah yeah it's enough there's enough Sony PlayStation stuff going on as it is without exactly, yeah. exactly. Uh, well brilliant thanks so much for your time uh, tonight I appreciate that you're just back from uh, uh, Gavin's just back from, from training tonight and uh, it was munching his tea just as we just as we came on, so uh, I don't know if you finished that or not, Gavin, but 
Uh, thanks I've so much. Got, I've just got the dregs. I've just got the dregs. <laughs> so, uh, thank, thank, thank you very, very much for having us on. Yeah. Yeah, that's brilliant. Um, and uh, and thank you to uh, Vanda as well for, for setting this up. Um, yeah, she'll be on next time for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know that you, you wanted to shy away from the game this time, but maybe we'll get you on next time. So thank you yeah, so much. Yeah. Cheers. Thanks, Richard. Big thank you to Gavin and uh, Lindsay for coming on and a big thank you to Vanda for setting that up. Uh, go check out Scottish OCR. Um, is the group and community um, and look up their web pages uh, as they said. Sounds like a fun activity, way to keep fit whilst also just having fun at the same time and it sounds like no one takes themselves too seriously so you can't uh, really go wrong with that. Next on the podcast um, I'll be uh, having a little chat with some people I follow on Twitter, uh, just a little bit of a review about um, the uh, Scottish Rugby Autumn and just looking at how Things have went on and off the pitch. Um, I'm not hoping to step on the toes of uh, the good people of Scottish Rugby Podcast or the Thistle. Um, it's just I wanted to get a couple of people on, like-minded people, and just basically have a rant and uh, you know chat about Tooney and some of the mad things he says. Um, uh, thank you for joining me. Um, in addition to that, uh, I am also looking to speak to someone about Corfball, so hopefully we'll get that on. I have no idea if that's going to work. Um, and just keep it here. Thanks so much. Cheers. Cheers.